Is this on? It's on, and you are live in the nexus of pop culture and Cherry Road. Well, well, well. I am delighted to be at the nexus of pop culture and Cherry Road on this uh, fine, crisp January evening here in the great state of South Kagalaki. I wouldn't call it a crisp evening in Louisiana. What would you call it? Uh, smug, <laughs> awkwardly warm. Ah, okay, yeah, all right. So we're, well, tomorrow we're gonna be, it's going to be awkwardly cold. We're going to be flirting with some, uh, potentially with some snow here tomorrow. I don't know if that's going to happen or not. We often get our hopes up about that just to have them dashed uh, just with a cold fury that uh, is often difficult to recover from. We but, get a lot of that. We'll we'll hear reports of a winter storm warning, and then you look at it, take a deeper dive, and it's a five percent chance of one tenth of an inch of ice. <laughs> so we uh, we had a, a pretty bad ice storm this past weekend. We the we were without power for uh, approximately uh, thirty hours, and uh, that was uh, that was fun. It's um, a long time. Yeah, yeah. Um, we we learned the value of a portable generator. Um, I feel like uh, there's lots of time you'd have to text friends, but you didn't send text messages. Well, you know, we had to preserve battery power. That's a good point. That's, uh, that's you know, we had to be very, very selective about things. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, I do believe we exchanged some, some, some textual messages uh, regarding uh, said podcast. Yes. So, uh, so our, which... our first topic of... 2022. Oh, yeah, we are kicking off 2022 right on time on the 19th of January. <laughs> this is actually this this is actually our third year because we started in in 2020 with our episode about planes, trains, automobiles, November. So this is actually our third year. So our inaugural episode was on planes, trains, and automobiles. That's correct. <laughs> just just five episodes ago. <laughs> Come on. Is it only five? Is it only we probably nine? have more than that. Yeah, I was going to say, it feels like we've done more than that. Maybe That's, six uh, or seven. I mean, I really feel like that additional sponsors are, are forthcoming any moment. Not to, uh, I don't mean that any disrespect to Lilford's or the good people of the internet or Bluetooth um, or Jabra. Um, or, or Spencer Gifts at your local mall. Yes. Um, yeah, you know, we we still uh, think the world of those sponsors, but uh, you know, I feel like others are just they're 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 just trying to see if we can pull it together enough to produce more than one episode every seven to eight weeks. And we're we're looking directly at you, Substation Two. Yes. Yes. Located conveniently right there at the Nexus. Yes. Yes. I mean, if there's anything that's in the Nexus, wouldn't it be Substation Two? Absolutely. I mean, maybe is is that the is that the uh, uh, the hub of the space time continuum? <laughs> oh, it might be fun to do an episode from Scandals as well. Uh, you'd be hard pressed. It's been torn down. There's a CBS Has it really? there now. I did not know that. Yeah. Does yeah, the CBS uh, have that same Scandals smell? <laughs> no, if you're not but familiar. To our listeners, Scandals is a bar in Rock Hill, South Carolina, that probably had the strongest smell 
of any place I've ever walked into because you knew as soon as you walked in that door and it was the smell of, I don't know, sticky bar beer. Um, some might, Steve, some might call it the, the smell of victory. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying. Some people might call it the smell of victory. Some people might call it the smell of white trash. <laughs> yes, some might. <laughs> but others, others who are more enlightened uh, in the ways of, of scandals uh, would have called it victory. I would call it the uh, smell of, of pool and a bucket of uh, eight-ounce Coors Lights for maybe $12. Uh-huh. 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 I would call it putting a quarter into a video poker machine and drinking the rest of the night from that, the winnings. Uh, and I would call that Mike McKinster. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Shout out to Mike, who probably yep. is living somewhere outside of Pittsburgh. Uh, no, I believe he's in Atlanta. Really? Yeah, I do. I do. That was the last, uh, that was the last, those were his last known whereabouts, um, was Atlanta. I don't believe he wanted to brave the cold of the north any longer. Yeah, I couldn't do it. So, so yeah, so here we are. Here we are talking about the hub uh, of the nexus of all pop culture and Cherry Road, somewhere between, and I think that's an infinitesimal point, somewhere in between the former location, geographic location of Scandals, and the current location of Substation 2 in Rock Hill. Uh, Sounds about uh, right. Okay. So, yeah, so here so, we stand. So the, there, are, there are rifts in the Nexus that we must close by answering pressing questions. Okay. So Well, I'm... I, 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 I stand at the ready. So, uh, so we're going to start off each each episode with a question for one another uh, regarding something in pop culture. And remember, for us, pop culture is not episodes of The Bachelor mm-hmm, or indeed. who's who's on The Voice. That's not our type of pop mm-hmm. culture. Our pop mm-hmm. culture is mostly from the '60s, '70s, '80s, and '90s, and a little bit beyond there. Um, and 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 we don't we don't engage in things that we've, we're seen on YouTube or TikTok. Correct. Those um, things do not exist to us. Yes, right. And, and you know, some of us, I, I can't speak for all parties involved here at the Nexus, but some of us are not even 100% sure we understand what those things are. <laughs> so I start, so with this, I start with this question for you because I got to think about it as I was watching the, the Georgia Bulldogs win the national championship. You know, mm-hmm. I was going to work that in there somewhere. Yes, of so, course. Uh, and, and I was watching the game, and I look at – and one of the first plays of the game was a fumble as the dogs returned for seven point, six points. And mm-hmm. it was called back saying that the quarterback's arm is going forward. It's an incomplete pass. So later in the fourth quarter, uh, a similar play happens. Quarterback's arm's going forward for the Georgia Bulldogs, Stetson Bennett, which, by the way, today said he was coming back for his fifth year. Um, that's ruled a fumble. And I <laughs> don't understand how this, – this is not my question – but I don't understand how you can have at one point in the game a call made for for one reason and the same a different call made for the same reason later in the game. So here's my question to you. So what's the worst sports officiating call ever? The worst I mean and just come and what 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 comes to mind could be any sport, just like this is the one that comes to mind as the worst ever. And do you have an answer in mind already, or do you feel like this is open to interpretation and opinion? 
It's a, it's open to interpretation and opinion. I mean, I have mm. ones that came to my mind. Mm-hmm. I do have one. I do have after I thought, you know, I had a week to think about this. Scott's getting no time to think about this, but I'll, I'll tell you mine when you're done. Um, so I'm, 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 I'm trying to, I'm trying to go through my head thinking about really bad calls. Um, gosh, you know, I really, I really hate to say it. One of the worst calls that I've ever seen was the, um, and, and, and I hate to say it, as I said, cause you know, I'm a Yankees fan. Mm-hmm. But was the Derek Jeter home run in the? I can't remember if it was. Uh, yeah, it was. It would have been '96. Oh, talking about Jeffrey Mayer. Yes, the Jeffrey Mayer call where he clearly reached over the wall and scooped that ball up when Tony Tarasco was going. It, it, it would have been a catchable ball, and they Absolutely. ruled it a home run. Um, I would have been content, you know, as a Yankees fan. I, I, I was super excited about the call, obviously. But I would have been complete. I would have been perfectly content with a, a fan interference, ground rule double, something like that. Um, but because it was clearly not a home run, uh, right? That was that was a terrible call. That that comes to mind immediately. Do I think that's the worst call that affected the outcome of a game more than anything else? Uh, I would. Ha- I'd also go back to the. Uh, let's see. This was twenty. Uh, NFL playoffs 2018, I believe. How about the, the Saints no, and Rams? The, the Saints and the Rams, the non-interference yeah. call. Yeah. That, that one came to mind. Then, then I, um, I, I came up with, for me, living in Louisiana, that was very, very fresh in my mind. But I, yeah. I have one that I think is the worst. Okay. That I, that I don't think comes up enough. And, it's in, and I'm not a – both of these teams I really despise. Um so I think it's the 2001, maybe it was in 2002. It was the BCS championship game between Ohio State and Miami. And on the last play of the game, Ohio State throws the ball to the end zone. Uh, it's an incomplete pass. Miami celebrates, runs on the field. They're repeat national champions. Hold on, there's a late flag. It's pass interference. So not only does the game continue, and Ohio State gets a chance to to tie the game from the one yard line, Miami now has to regroup from thinking they've won the national championship mm-hmm. and completely reset. It was a late flag. It was a bad not. It's not a bad call because it was a late flag. It's a bad call because if you, when you watch the play, there is no pass interference there. Mm-hmm. But that directly influenced the outcome of that game and a championship. And I just thought it was a horrible call. Yeah, yeah, I remember me, that, that one. I would put that at my. At my worst, because it was so it was so bad. The Saints was bad, but I would I would say that that call is worse because it cost the championship. But certainly the Saints, the the no call on the pass interference was was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Um, the uh, um, was that was that, um, was that when Ted Ginn Jr. was playing for Ohio State? Is that is that is that too far back? I think it's too far back. I think he was playing for Ohio State when they played Florida in, okay. in one of those national championship games. Because yep. I remember okay. him. Didn't he run back like a kickoff yeah, I think against so. Florida and like immediately injure his leg and he was out for the rest of the game? I think that's correct. I think that's correct. 
Um, now I think we've named all my most hated sports teams. Well, we didn't say. Well, I guess I didn't say the dogs beat Alabama. But if we do that, we've got Bama. I, I don't hate the University of Miami like I used to, but Ohio State and Florida hate those teams. Miami just they're actually miss Miami more uh, than they hate them in retrospect because they were a good villain to have around. They were. They were an excellent villain. Right. Um, and I, I don't feel that way about Al. I'm not going to miss when Alabama's not good anymore. I'm not going to miss them. Well. And and I will say this for uh, you know I, I would credit Jimmy Johnson with making them villains. Mm-hmm. Um, and interestingly, um, uh, I think he did the same thing with the Cowboys. Um, he did he created that that that. Uh, That's um, my, another one of my most hated teams. In 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 spite of you know them being uh, America's team or whatever, he turned them into a. Uh, uh, I don't know uh, the 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 heel the mm-hmm. uh, it was it was a heel turn, yeah, um, which is interesting uh, because when you look at them collectively, yes, Michael Irvin, absolutely, I would put him as a heel, uh, particularly as a player. He's you know I, I, as a sportscaster, commentator, whatever you want to call him now, uh, analyst, whatever he is, a uh, guy that's on a show that just makes jokes and causes controversy. I don't really care one way or the other, but you know, I always thought Troy Aikman, Emmett Smith, those guys were nice guys, um, or at least they always came off that way in the press, um, which is which is strange because you know Jerry Jones, Jimmy Johnson, even even to a degree Deion Sanders when he became a Cowboy, you know, all of those guys seemed to fit that heel part. So I don't know. Cowboys Emmett Smith are... couldn't have been more of a heel for me. I mean, he went to Florida, then played for the Dallas well, that's Cowboys. That's, that's two true. strikes right there. Yeah, but he was also a Dancing with the Stars champion. That's 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 track three. <laughs> Sorry, so I do know some things about current pop culture. Wow, that's shocking. Uh, yeah, yeah. So anyway, um, uh, okay, all right. So uh, do, do do you have any? Is there any follow up? Anything? I mean, I feel like this is something that I could think about for a long time, and I guarantee you. That as soon as we get done tonight, I'll say, I can't believe I didn't say but, this. And, that, and that's why I didn't want to come. I wanted to come in cold because I want to see what the first thing that came to your mind. Because yeah. I know you and I know the amount of things that this will trigger. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in you. So uh, do you have a question for me? I do have a question for you. So mine is a, you, you it's a, it has a correct answer. It was not a, I didn't realize that we could go opinion based, you know, we've, uh, okay. uh, I want to, I want to set out and say, first of all, that I loved it that you said, we're going to start, uh, opening our podcasts with a question for one another. And I'm thinking all the people that have listened to our podcast are thinking, yeah, I'm sure that'll last. Cause these guys are a model of consistency. <laughs> so yeah, if this is episode eight, this is format number eight. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, um, all right, so my question is from, from pop culture. Can you name the original VJs from MTV? Uh, yeah, I believe so. J.J. JJ Jackson, mm-hmm. Nina Blackwood, Martha Quinn, mm-hmm. Mark Goodman, uh, Hunter, what's his name? I can't remember his first name. The guy who looks... Oh, was, that's the one I know the most. Um, what is his name? Is his last name Hunter? It is. You're correct. You've got. Uh, you, you, he's the last one you have to name. Uh, I can't think of his name. It's not Brian. Uh, no, I can't remember his name. Top of my head, I can totally picture him. 
Billy Joel sang a song about a town in Pennsylvania. Alan Hunter, yes. Yes. So, okay. I wasn't sure if that would be something you knew. I wasn't. I don't know that we've delved much into MTV culture. I would um, be happy to do a podcast. But in all fairness, there, you know, those guys are all on on eighties XM, and they actually have a podcast that I listen to. Uh, that actually was the inspiration, ironically, for our topic tonight. Interestingly, interesting. I say, so I um, and and not all of them have a podcast because one of them is no longer with us. Oh, JJ. Yeah. Yeah, he died back in, I think, 2003, 2004, somewhere. We, my brother and I always laughed about during the, the live broadcast of Live Aid in 1985. Uh, he was lost in the crowd at JFK in Philadelphia, and they couldn't locate him to do further reporting. JJ? So always, yeah. He was, he was my favorite um, of, the, of, of the original uh, BJs. I always liked to watch him. And, and I, I did a little bit of a, when I was coming up with my question, uh, I did a little bit of reading on him and uh, just, they were talking about, uh, and I know that sometimes you just say things because people have passed. And so you want to say good things about them. So I don't really know the nature of the five of theirs relationship, but uh, they all said uh, something to the effect of that, of the five of them, he was the one that was, uh, I guess, most prestigious or most well-known or, and, and had the most experience coming into it uh, because evidently he was like a radio DJ in Los Angeles, uh, which, you know, of course is a fairly large market. Right. Um, and, uh, and that he kind of already had that um, rock and roll vibe, I guess that, that uh, uh, he, he kind of had, I guess, a, a, a What's the word I'm looking for? An, an ethos about him, you know, the, a mystique um, coming in that the other ones kind of built as they, you know, were had their careers as VJs. But I was reading Alan Hunter said something, you know, about the fact that, uh, you know, when when the gig ended, well, I guess when MTV stopped the VJ format or whatever, and they all had he had to go find another job. He said, I'd go to interviews. And he said, and we would be sitting in it. I'd be sitting in an interview and, and whoever was interviewing me would be like, what was it like hanging out with David Lee Roth? And, and he said, and they would very rarely ask me any questions pertaining to the job at hand. And then of course, you know, they wouldn't call me back because yeah. they didn't think I was qualified. He said, so I went through that for years before I just finally started to decided to start my own business. And I think he got into like film of some sort, like documentary cut type stuff. So anyway, I like, I like all of them and I like listening to them and their, their stories on, uh, I forgot the podcast is called, but it's on, it's on Sirius XM. Um, yeah. they have, they have a, a different topic, um, uh, about the eighties. Yeah. Uh, which they obviously have a lot more firsthand material than we do. I don't <laughs> know. I mean, I feel like we've got a lot to say. <laughs> Um, so and that and that brings to uh, what brought that to, to mind was I was listening to other podcasts and they started talking about second acts, mm -hmm. and I was thinking about what is a second act in mm -hmm. um, in three different categories. So what I want to do is I'll introduce the categories, mm -hmm. and then you and I will define what a second act is, and then we'll talk about some of those um, those people, bands, groups, um, 
athletes, wrestlers, uh, and determine whether or not they had a successful second act, or we can can we define it as a second act? So, let's start with this. Um, what is a second act? I think that, in my mind, uh, a second act is someone who has uh, some semblance of fame, prestige for, for something, you know, whether mm-hmm. it be sports, inter- uh, you know, music, uh, film, TV, uh, writing a book. I mean, I, I think we could even go in, into that into that kind of category. So there, there's been some fame achieved. That would imply uh, that I read books, so. Yes, yes. Well, I do. So, um, you know, I, I, I can't. There's, folks, there's very little I can do about his illiteracy. Um, it, it, I would say that there's some level of fame that is achieved. Um, and, and, and it needs to be a reasonably high level for us to even talk about it. I don't want to talk about the, you know, some local folk hero or whatever. (laughs) Um, and then John Rothmich. Yes. (laughs) And then they disappear, uh, for, for, for a period of time. And they're, they're completely out of the spotlight. You know, when I think, when, and when I say disappear, I think about uh, Michelle Pfeiffer after What Lies Beneath. Um, she decided, I think that was the last film that she was a major player in. And she decided that she wanted to raise family. And so she did that. And I think she's been trying to come back, but I don't know that there has been any success to that. So she would not have the second act, at least in my mind at this point. But she did disappear. Uh, some cases, I think it can be by their own choice. Mm-hmm. Some cases, it's because they, you know, you know, they just fell out of favor, whatever the reason is. So I, I would say that constitutes the first act. Then they come back in some way, shape, or form, and they still achieve some level of fame, but it could be Notorious fame. It could be infamous. It could be failed fame. It could be a failure to launch. We promoted it really, really big, and it flopped really, really hard. I agree. A, se- a second act doesn't always mean it was a success. Right. Yes. And there can be third and fourth and fifth uh, acts as well, and, depending and, and, on and, and, what it is. Yeah, and I think we can get into some of that, that, that you know, third, fourth, whatever acts, but I, I think that only to the extent that um, we're trying to prove the point of, of whatever it is that we're trying to prove with second acts. And uh, I whether, think our, our, go ahead. I was going to say whether people were successful in their second acts, third acts, fourth acts, or unsuccessful in their second acts, third acts, fourth acts. It is that time of the podcast where Oliver the Cat has joined us. <laughs> he always enters the studio about 15 to 20 minutes in. Yep. Yep. Announcing his presence. Hey, Oliver. Uh, so Which, we're uh, very... we, we, we'd like to thank the makers of Meow Mix for making this segment of the show possible. And I, and I don't have anything to say to this bastards of Fancy Feast, so let's not even... I'm, I'm, I'm down with that. <laughs> they know <laughs> what they did. Yeah. yeah. Let's leave it at that. Yeah. Um, so our, our definitions of a second act are very close. So what I have... For a second act to occur, usually there's some kind of lull in time. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And we'll talk about that too, because sometimes the lull can be very short. Um, I do agree that there's some kind of change or shift that has happened. That and then that usually involves some kind of fresh start. Mm -hmm. So there's like the three components, which really you touched on all of those. Mm -hmm. But as we're going to find out as we discuss this, this really can it can it's not as as linear as we think, um, because there's some people who second acts they can, they have a whole career, but not not always the second part of their career is the second act of their career. If that makes sense. I I would want to I'd want an example of what you mean by that. Okay, so, so let's a... let's take for example LeBron James. Okay, let's take his career as a whole. He's mm -hmm. been an NBA player. He's mm -hmm. been a forward for the last uh, I should look it up exactly how many years sixteen years. So I, I I think that he's had two acts in his career: Act One in Cleveland and Act Two in Cleveland. Where I think is his time with the Heat and his time with the Lakers are a continuation of his career. The reason why I say Cleveland is an act two because it's a return to something. And that's different than like when he moved to Miami, I don't necessarily consider that to be an act two. Now, we could debate this because, you know, other players joined him in Miami and things like that. But I think for LeBron James, if I'm thinking in terms of his career, act one is Cleveland. Act two is the return to Cleveland. And then the other parts are just part of his career. Um, it, this gets tricky. There's 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 lots of room for debate on this. Um, and, you know, in his second act in Cleveland was obviously a lot more successful than his first one because he went to the finals four times and did win it one time. Um, but then again, you know, there's there's there was a change and shift when he went to the Miami Heat because uh, he was with different players, a different location, fresh start, and all that. So let's let's talk. Let me bring up this one, Tom Brady. Is is as the quarterback of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Is this act two of his career? Because this is the second no. act. No, I, I don't think so either. Why not? Because he didn't fade out and come back. You know, he he went moved from New England, where he spent you know the vast bulk of his career. I mean, even if he played five more years, New England is still going to be the vast bulk of his career. Um, right, and he his career was never interrupted um i would i would be hard pressed to say that lebron has had any more than an act one um just because he his has he made decisions well, that i i wouldn't have made yeah we, and, we, and, could, and I, we could talk about lebron and say act one was up into miami and everything after is act two because up to act one he wasn't he was not able to win a championship so in act two is the championship years, we could say that. So then, just to be clear, you're saying that an act two can be defined based on accomplishments rather than on the there was a disappearance for a little while and then a no, return. I'm not necessarily that because there was a change for him. What just wasn't he just started winning. There, there was a change um, and there was that, that lull there. For that first for that first year, uh, where he didn't win in Miami, um, I don't know. LeBron may not be the I don't get hung up on LeBron James, make it all about him. But I agree nah, with you. On, I, I do, don't either. I agree with you on Brady, though. That Brady, it's to me, it's the continuation because yeah. there was there's very little lull. Okay, there's a change and there's a shift, but the change really is just a uniform change. Um, 
and he's yeah. and he's and he went to a different team where you know and they brought back one of his top receivers so uh in in Gronkowski so I don't see it so much as an act two for Brady um now for Peyton Manning is a little bit different because when when Manning went to Denver there was a there was a shift there was a change there was a lull he had a neck, had a neck injury mm-hmm. um and time went by where he didn't play mm-hmm. where he resurfaces in Denver. And so I think that Denver for Manning is act two. And in that act two, he actually equals the championship accomplishment that he had in, in Indianapolis. Yes. And I, I should add, I'm not a Peyton Manning fan. I'm not a, just not, I don't think he's a bad dude at all. I just, I don't feel like he's um, as great as everyone. So I don't, I don't think he's nowhere near Brady, to be honest with you. I just don't, I don't think Aaron Rodgers is anywhere near Brady. You mean as far as just caliber of player or as as a human I think his caliber I think his caliber caliber of players because I don't Brady has whatever Montana had times two, which was just that ability to just to win. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just yes. I always felt like Montana just had that. And Montana so much Montana had an act too in Kansas City because there was an injury, there was a lull, there was a change and a fresh start there. So I, I agree with Mont- that. Montana definitely had a second act. And even like getting really current, Stetson Bennett is the perfect example of a second act because he went to the University of Georgia as a freshman walk-on, didn't get any playing time. He transfers to junior college, then transfers back to the University of Georgia. So to me, that would be an act too because you had a lull and a change. When he comes back, he comes back now as the starter, of the, as a, earns a starting job and leads the team to the national championship. So arguably, Stetson Bennett is the second, the greatest second act of all time. Oh, oh, your 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 bulldog blood is causing some severe bias here. And although and I do, I do think, I mean, another good example of that, if we're just doing sports real quick, is uh, Nick Foles, because Nick Foles was quarterback for the Eagles, signed a big free agent deal, I think it was with Arizona, then he went to the Rams. Maybe he's good Arizona. I can't. But anyway, he I left the Eagles. Right. Left the Eagles, uh, and a time went by. He came back. He led the team to the playoffs. Became a Super Bowl MVP. Um, I think that that someone like Nick Foles had a very successful act too. I don't think Franco Harris being cut by the Steelers and going to play for the Seahawks. I don't think that's an act too. Well, he didn't have much success with the Seahawks. No, I don't even know how long he was there for. And 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 I, I think that that's um, that's kind of what we're talking about. I mean, but we could co- we could talk about that and define whether or not it's a second act. Is you know okay? So they did this and it wasn't successful. So um, okay, I, I I think that I think you're probably reaching a little bit when you try to do that with a college player. Because there's but, just not a, there's not enough to work with to establish. He, he left, was gone for a period of time, left the program, and then comes back, earns the starting job, wins the national championship. That's a great right. second act. But but except for diehard Georgia fans, most people don't know that he left and came back. 
They sure do. It was all over ESPN last well, week. Well, yes, of course. That that's makes the, Disney movies made about it. That that's the story of of you know that that they have to do during the playoffs. Um, excuse me, during during the championship games is there's got to be some human interest story. But that's that's not one that everybody's going to remember. Everybody's going to remember that Tom Brady left the Patriots, went to Tampa Bay, won a Super Bowl. Right. Everybody's going to remember that. But that's just his career. We can agree on that. Yes. Yes, but I'm saying, I think when but, we're talking about the, second but the, acts, but, but the argument though isn't about about what is a second act anymore. So, who? How about you? What's what are some people, some athletes that you think had a great second act? That's more of what the conversation should be. Well, I mean, I think the greatest second act of all time is Michael Jordan. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you know, wins three championships, goes out, whether it's. By his own accord, or because he was secretly suspended, I don't. You know, that really now, makes I, no I difference. I think he was a basketball player. Hmm. Our younger yeah. audience out there, he was a basketball player for a uh, a team in Chicago. Yes, yes, that's correct. Um, and then to come back and immediately, immediately, not counting when he came back late in the season and they tried to make a playoff run, hmm. uh, but his first full season back. And they win the championship, and then they win it again, and then they win it again. Yeah, I, I mean, no argue, no argument there. I, Michael Jordan, and that that fits all of it. There was a lull in time, there mm-hmm. is a, a a change and a shift. Um, absolutely, that is that is a great second act. In fact, and then we could call his time with the Washington Wizards a third act. Yes, and which was not a successful act. Agreed. In terms Agreed. of championships, if you yes. look at. And it brought down. Or his just, I mean, I mean, you could tell he was beginning to break down. I mean, right. not even just in terms of championships, but it's just in terms of his capability. Now, you know, having watched, uh, oh gosh, it's escape the the documentary they just did last year. Uh, the Last Dance. The Last Dance. Yes, I, I think that there was plenty of room to argue that if all sides could have come together, that they would have probably won a fourth championship. Um. You know, the I think that they had the components in place if they had been willing to hold hold on to them, if Pippen had been willing to come back, all of those things. You know, uh, if if whatever the the beef was between uh, uh, Jerry Buss and Phil Jackson could have been worked out. Um, you know, I, I really believe there would have been a fourth championship, and which would have you know made it even better. But I mean, still. Three, then time off, then three. I mean, you can't get any better than that. No. So how about uh, so? Where's Kevin Durant right now? Where Where is he in? Is he in Act Two? Is he in Act Three? Because he had his time with the Thunder, the Warriors, and the Nets. And although he switched teams, there was a lull there because of his because um, of his injury. So. At that point, so and then we have you know we have the championship years in Golden State. We have the injuries. So, is Act One for him Oklahoma City? Act Two, the championship years, and Act Three, what's going on in Brooklyn? Or is it all one act, or was it just two acts? What do you think? I have a hard time with this one because I feel like almost every other day when I'm reading anything on ESPN that he's got another injury. Yeah. Um. And so I struggle with that. Um, I, I think that I, 
I mean, so obviously you're always biased towards the players of the generation that you followed the most closely. And I don't follow the NBA anywhere near now what I did back in the 80s and 90s, you know. Um, but I look at some of these players, and, and, and I'm going to go ahead and just be on the record and say I am not a LeBron James fan. He may be, and, and you know, I uh, being, being a, a Tar Heel by, if not birth and blood, by osmosis, uh, from my family, you know, I was always a Jordan fan. And so I, I pulled hard for the Bulls during the years when he was there just because his, his dominance and his, his force of will was always just so amazing. You know, I think to me, as far as sports go, and, and I take sports for what they are. I'm, I'm not, I don't live and die with anything sports-related anymore. Um, but one of the most inspirational sporting performances that I've ever seen is when he was playing against the Jazz in the uh, 97 finals. Yes. And the flu with game. the flu, the flu game. Yeah. I mean, that was, that's beyond amazing. Um, and so I feel like, and, and I, I feel like this is true across the board um, in, in all sports, not just basketball, but I'm, I'm not a fan of players unions. Um, not saying that I necessarily that I'm on the side of the owners in all disputes, uh, but I just like the toughness of Larry Bird. Uh, I like the 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 perseverance of of Michael Jordan, um, the determination of Charles Barkley. Um, watching those guys play, you know, Patrick Ewing suiting up year after year, knowing that <laughs> they were never going to beat the Bulls, you know, but still well, going out there. Tie back into Durant. Okay, I'm sorry. So I'm I'm going on and on, aren't I? Um, thank you. <laughs> I didn't know you loved right Patrick now. Ewing so much. Um, so Durant is hurt all the time, and he's just one example of all of these players that are willing to not play because of what I would consider minor injuries, and owners keep paying them. And so when I think of second act, I think that the first act had to be pretty great for it to even qualify for a second act. I don't think, I think that Kevin Durant's a really good basketball player. I mean, what is it, what is it they have in the, is it somewhere around 800 players in the entire league? Isn't it something like that? Does that sound about right? Yeah, that sounds about right. So he's, a really good basketball player. Do I put him in the level of, of great? No, really? not even remotely. I don't, I, I'm, I'm not with you on that one. I think he is a great player. I, do, I mean, his injury that he had uh, in the finals against, and which is a courageous performance against the Raptors, I mean, that kept him out for a year. It was a major injury. That wasn't a minor inju- injury. So... You said there has to be accomplishment too. So he did win championships with Golden State. There's the lull, and then he's back with Brooklyn. Um, okay, I mean, I, I'm certainly entitled to your opinion on that. I'm not going to dispute any of that. Um, we're all about opinions in the nexus. Um, 
And but and but you have to take everything that I said. That's the, the reason I gave you such a long prelude to that is because I need you to understand that I'm biased about this. Right. Extraordinarily. I have I have I have very little respect for anything that the NBA does at this point. Um I, I just and, I, I don't feel like I don't feel like the desire, the fire, the grit is there anymore. I think they'd rather talk about political issues. No, see I don't I, I don't feel the same about that, but I think the NBA is as good as it's ever been. Um, and I said that someone who watched a lot of NBA in the eighties too, uh, there's a lot of great stars and talent out there, but there's a whole other discussion for another time. So let me get into one that I know you're going to like. So we're going to keep sports entertainment under the category of sports. So perhaps you can fill in the blanks for me in this. The second greatest act in the history of wrestling Scott is Hulk Hogan. Exactly. Maybe no greater second act in the history of second acts than Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Agreed. Because it's it's such a change, it's such a shift mm-hmm. uh, in that time period. And it's not even the lull, it's the fact that he was something for so long, and then the sudden shift to something completely different that no one was expecting out of the blue, uh, and that just went off in such a different direction. Um, that started a phenomena almost, I don't think anything will equal the original Hulkamania, um, but coming really close. Well, I, I would even say that had that not happened, his career was over. Agreed. Yeah. He was I mean, not, they, they might've been able to milk it for another year or two, but no, it was over. Yeah. And that um, was, that was, that was possibly the only way to save, uh, to save that. And so mm-hmm. we'll, we, we would want that Hulk back, the red and yellow Hulk that we all grew up with, because mm-hmm. uh, we didn't like the bad guy Hulk Hogan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's uh, why it worked. That's why it worked to bring his career to a close. Yeah, you know, to uh, I, to allow him to have Hulkamania one last time. Um, I think he, it's almost impossible to beat that one. Now, here's the interesting one. That and, and when I say this, no disrespect to this guy at all, because. Um, Hulk and Flair for me are right there together. Mm-hmm. Um, is I I I think Flair did have sec- second acts, and they would have been in the WWE. Mm-hmm. You know, but his first to me, his first major act would have been that time in Jim Crocker Promotions in that eighty five eighty six range. Mm-hmm. And as great as Flair was, I don't think any of his uh, subsequent acts ever topped that. Even though he may have gotten more exposure and more people knew who he was, he, he just I don't think he'd ever top that first act because it was it was just so good. And that's a credit to him. Was that he he was so good that he just couldn't replicate it. He couldn't replicate himself. He was great for a long period of time, but I don't think that anything he did in WWE or in WCW uh, was close to what he did in the eighties. So I would say this. I would say that um that I agree with you 100% there that he never, he never topped that, that, that first act. And I think it was because in that first act, he was a heel. He was a horseman and he was the champ. Mm -hmm. And those were the things that he excelled at. Um, I think when, and, and, I really don't put a whole lot of stock into into his time in WWE. Um, 
uh, and excuse me, I should say WWF because his WWE time was short-lived um, when when the the promotion when WCW ended and got bought out and I think he went over yeah, there he, for, was, a, for his a his stuff in the brief. WWE was just nonsense. It was yeah, yeah. So, but when he came back to WCW, um, he was more corporate feeling. Uh, did things like was the commissioner, you know, uh, wrestled very little. Um, it seemed like he wasn't doing things to, uh, you know, his catchphrases were still always awesome, but they promos are still great. Yes. Yes. But he was, he wasn't doing anything to back those up. And I, I can I understand, you know, he's getting older limitations on the body. His ability to go out there night after night was probably compromised some. So I, I don't begrudge him that. And that's why I won't say, oh, well, he was a disaster. You know, he wasn't a disaster. It was just his first act was, you know, when we talked about Jordan or we talked about Hogan, I won't necessarily say that their first acts or their, their second acts were were better than their first acts, but they were they were close. They were comparable. I would say know? Jordan was Jordan was equal. Yeah, yeah, and and Hogan was as we just as you just said a few minutes ago was pretty close. You know, it may not have been Hulkamania at its peak, but doggone, people really really loved to hate him as the NW mm-hmm. as the leader of the NWA. Uh, I don't. But think you that, still love him because he's still Hulk Hogan. That's the thing. Right. That was the mm-hmm. it's still Hulk Hogan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and the thing about it is, is that the crazy thing about it is, is that both, and and this is me, so this may just be my opinion, but I'll be interested to hear your take on this. Flair was always Slick Rick. Even in the later days, he was always Slick Rick. He just had that way with the mic that nobody else ever had. You know, Um, granted, I think the skills diminished some towards the end, but yeah, but for the most part, he maintained. And until, except maybe The Rock, you know. But but I always felt like The Rock's was more scripted than Flair's. Um, yeah, and, The Rock. You've seen one Rock promo. You've seen them all. Right. And while off yeah. off Flair interviews promos, they're going to have the same components. They all seem a little he, bit more. Seem, yeah, they're always custom to uh, right. Like his, well, like gonna... his suits, tailor made. What I was going to say about Hogan was that Hogan always seemed a little bit corny, whether he was Hulkamania or whether he was Hollywood Hogan. There was just, it was almost like he made the dad jokes. You know, you get Scott Hall and Kevin Nash out there to give the edge to it. But Hogan was still going to be like, uh, and, and I don't begrudge him this. Don't, don't get me wrong. No, he, he grounded everything. Yeah. Um, but you know, he was all, let me tell you something, brother. That was always going to be playing the air guitar on the, on the belt. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Those, those things were always going to be Hogan. Um, and, 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 but they were never awesome, but they were, they just were what they were. So, um, but yeah, phenomenal, phenomenal second act. Um, so sticking in that same genre, what about Sting? What do you have to say about Sting? 
Sting would qualify for his second act based just based on the the change he went from bright colors to being uh-huh. loud mm-hmm. to then being in that ambiguous, you know, the period of time where he didn't know what side he was on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Coming from the rafters. Um mm-hmm. So I would say his second act definitely was bigger than his first act. Mm-hmm. Although I missed that first act sting. I wouldn't I'd refer to him as the stinger. Uh, wouldn't wouldn't mind seeing that come back. In fact, his first act arguably was, remember, do you remember who his tag team partner was? I do remember it was the Ultimate Warrior. That's right. That was probably their first act together because they had some measure of success. Um, uh-huh. Sting just... Because of Sting's silence, he he or lack of say, he just, he doesn't. His promos have never. I can't. I don't. I don't look back and think of, of a really memorable Sting promo. I'm sure they're out there. Mm-hmm. Um, which made me think of Arn Anderson. Arn Anderson was always Arn Anderson. Arn Anderson mm-hmm. never needed a second act. <laughs> He's just mm-hmm. so consistently Arn Anderson. Mm-hmm. Didn't matter if it's yep. WCW or WWE, WWF. He's mm-hmm. Arn Anderson. He doesn't mm-hmm. need a second act. Because yeah. his first his first act was always good enough. Yeah. Uh, I'd say the same for Flair, really. Maybe that's what he should have said, Flair. He didn't even need a second act. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, let's but yeah. Sting Sting was always an enigma to me. I I, I you know, I, I tried I always tried to be a Sting fan because I felt like he should be. Um but I, I just I, I never was. I, I never. Well, first off, I don't think they did him any favors. And whether this was him or not, um, and I think Bischoff and uh, what's his name, Scott Hall. Uh, no, uh, the podcast guy, um, Virgil. No, the <laughs> the podcast guy that Bischoff does eighty three weeks with. Um, Slick. <laughs> Conrad Thompson. Con- thank you, Conrad. You know, I think they hit on on some of the creative aspects of that whole Sting Crow character. I, I, they just they drug that on way too long, way yeah, too I, long. Yeah, I when when I when I rewatch things from that period of time where where Nitro that ninety six to ninety nine, like the Sting stuff, like it was it just it repeated itself so much, mm-hmm. and it, it it took too long to get to any kind of conclusion. And then at Starcade '97, where there should have been a conclusion, there just wasn't. Yeah. Um, which made everything worse because then you start thinking, "Why am I watching this? They're not going to wrap this stuff up." Which yeah. that that then became their problem was they just couldn't figure out how to how to put all this into a big bow and keep going forward. Yeah, yeah. Well, there was a. Uh... We can very quickly digress into this just being a podcast about wrestling, so I'm gonna, I'm not going to bring that up. So I'll reserve that for another time. But. All, right, all right, here's a here's a question. Uh, mm-hmm. Just give me one answer and see if you can think of them. Uh, this wrestler had an amazing first act, but really had no second act because he he attempted to have second, third, fourth, and fifth acts, but never could just get it together. Ultimate and, Warrior. Yeah, exactly. We won't even get into all that because you can go research all that all you want to on the Ultimate mm-hmm. Warrior. Um, so let's do this. Let's touch briefly because I always like to keep these podcasts at about sixty minutes. Let's talk about music a little bit, and then I, I'd like to come back and do a part two because I think we get into entertainment. I, I don't want to squeeze that into a short segment, so let's talk a little bit about music, and then we'll end it there. And then the next time we record, we'll do a part two, which includes entertainment because I've got a lot to say on that. Um, okay. But so the first one of the first ones that came to mind 
Well, let me give you a couple examples of some um, some second acts, some bands that I thought had very successful second acts. And I'll, I'll start with two of my favorites. One would be Def Leppard. Because um, Def Leppard had the initial stretch from the very late 70s to 83 with Pyromania. Mm-hmm. A very significant long time. I think it's four years after the drummer loses his arm and has to reteach himself how to play the drums. They come back with hysteria and they come mm-hmm. back even bigger and better than they were previously. Mm-hmm. So I think Def Leppard is, is almost the, the perfect example of a second act of music um, okay. where they just a, a, really a huge amount. And, and for people who weren't alive from 83, 87, the change in music from that time is significant. Uh, mm-hmm. it's very different to, to be successful in 83 and successful in 87 are two very different things. Um, and the other one I would say, um, was the Bee Gees. I don't know. Did you watch the Bee Gees documentary? No, I did on not. HBO? You need to watch that because I, I didn't realize the Bee Gees, the disco thing was their second act. Uh, didn't realize that they were successful beforehand. Uh, in the early 70s and late 60s, almost like a Beatles type of sound. Um, and the disco was their second act. And that second act was far bigger than anything else they ever did. Uh, sure. Previous or even after. In fact, it became so big <laughs> that people reacted to it so negatively and reacted as if it didn't exist and we all never loved it and they weren't the greatest thing in the world, which they were. Because what other, what other band had... Um, I think at one time they had five of the top ten uh, songs uh, playing on the radio, which is amazing. Um, but that's great. If you have not seen the documentary on HBO, Scott, watch that because it really talks about how that the disco thing really is the VG's second act. Um, so who do you have in mind in music that had a great first act, maybe not a great second one, or a great first one and a great second one? Blondie had a great first act and a not-so-good second act. Ooh, what's the second act of Blondie? Blondie had a hit, a, a semi-hit uh, in the... Oh, was it Liar Liar? No, it was called Maria. Mama um, Maria. And uh, she, she came back with that, I want to say, late 90s, early 2000s. Oh, wow. And it was, and of course, you know, Debbie Harry relied a lot on her looks, too, <laughs> initially yeah. in her... Uh, you know, the tide is high and the uh, heart of glass years. Um, and uh, the the years were not quite as kind, I don't feel like, to Debbie Harry. as. Uh, but, you know, she still has a good voice. Uh, it just it didn't take off. Um, that's, that, that, that came to mind. Probably that jar came to mind because you were talking about the Bee Gees and I was just thinking about, you know... Uh, much time ago because uh, yeah I, I believe Blondie was late 70s Blondie um, the, the, they really can't I think it was the 80 was when they had the yeah Heart of Glass and yeah um, so uh, I would say let's see when I think of musical second acts Either I like that one. Either one that didn't work, or one that that came along was just to me. Def Leppard is is a great one, and their well, second you know, act was it, was so big that anything they did after that almost didn't matter. When you 
when, when you say that about pyromania in 83 and hysteria in 87, I think, gosh, what excellent bookends. Yes. Because both of those albums were fantastic. Yep. Both of them. Um, and, and, and very rarely can you say almost as a whole, like every song on the, on each of those albums was just outstanding. Um, you know, so often albums would be, and, and, and of course now we're in the age of just download the song, um, that, that a lot of people, that, that a lot of our younger audience won't understand this as well, but, you know, I can remember multiple times in, in over the course of my life buying, whether it be records or cassettes or even eight tracks for that matter, because we used to have an eight track player in one of the cars we have, um, or CDs, uh, that you'd be buying it for one or two songs yep. and always feeling like, man, this sucks that I got gypped out of all this. Uh, just, the, just, you were hoping it was the first song on the cassette so you could like play it and then just rewind it back to yes. this. The yes. nightmare is that it was like the fourth yeah. song. Yeah, exactly. Not even the last, yeah, yeah. So the only, uh, the only song off of Hysteria, by the way, that I just I hate the song "Excitable" is terrible. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I I'd have to look at the list of songs. Um, I can but, rattle them off for you right now. That's a whole other <laughs> podcast. We're gonna do one just dedicated to Def Leppard Hysteria. Um, you know. So, I would have to check, um, and this one is tough for me to talk about because I'm so disappointed in how everything turned out, but I think you might could make a case for Guns N' Roses having a second act. Um, certainly could make a case for them having a third act and fourth act and whatever, and just acts that are based on rumor. Um, but I, if I'm not mistaken... Uh, Appetite for Destruction came out in 1987. Sounds right. And uh, Use Your Illusion 1 and 2 didn't come out until 91. Yeah, you're right. Which, um, you know... But GNR, I, I think, lot, wasn't Lies in between there somewhere? Yeah, I think it was, but I think it was hard on the heels of Appetite for Destruction. So, yeah, it, was, it wasn't... A, if I remember, it was maybe like six... It didn't seem like it was a full album either. It was not. It only had uh, five or six songs on it. Um, and, uh, I used to could name all the songs on GNR Lies, uh, and I used to could name all the songs on Appetite for Destruction, but I don't hold those things in my memory anymore. Uh, uh, but I, I, I have often said, and I know that you're going to, I don't, I don't know what you're going to do with this information. Sometimes I don't know what to do with you, but, um, I have often said that if there was one album that I wanted to be that that I had to pick one album to be stranded on a desert island with, it would be Appetite for for Destruction. It's um, interesting. Well, for me, Guns N' Roses is one of those bands that has not aged well for me, in terms of their sound, yeah, and their their especially their lyrics are very misogynistic, um, and I, I I can't get past some of their uh, some of the things they sing about. Uh, and I, yeah. I don't know. I just, I don't. I they just have not aged well for me. Uh, strangely, Poison has aged well for me, <laughs> probably because Poison was so fluff. Uh, and whatever Poison, the words that Poison was saying is exactly the words they were singing about. 
See, um, and that's 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 that that says it all. That that sums up your feelings about the current NBA. Is <laughs> it's just fluff. So you know that, oh, that makes sense. So I, I, we could debate that for. I don't think the current NBA is fluff at all. I think it's. I when you look at. <laughs> I won't get. I was going to go on a rant about the Cleveland Cavaliers being the number three seed in the East right now. The NBA is really good right now, uh, and if and if you're not paying attention to it, you should because it's the quality of 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 player in the league. I do I do agree with what. We'll go back to music in a second. I do. It is frustrating when you see players take time off um, just for rest. That's frustrating, and especially if you know you're a fan, you're buying a ticket and you know a player's coming to town and you spend the money and, oh, by the way, you know, Damian Lillard's not playing tonight because he needs some time off. That's frustrating. Um, so this one of the ones I was thinking about for music was one of the best. The, the, the one that got me thinking about this podcast was Stevie Nicks. Stevie Nicks had the act one with, Pink, uh, with Fleetwood, Fleetwood Mac. Mac. Mm-hmm. Act two is a solo artist. And then act three was more Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. Which is very odd that you get a second. So her third act was really the second act to her first act, and and really was almost equally as good. And that's the one uh, Mark Goodman talked about that uh, in that podcast I listened to, which made me starting to think of okay, what other people? So this is this is the one that I was excited to mention too. We'll, we'll make this our last one. Was um, and there's still more music I'd like to talk about in in part two, but we'll leave with this. So Pink, I think Pink Floyd is a very interesting act one and act two. And so what Scott, what separates Pink Floyd act one and act two? I would argue that I would argue that Pink Floyd would separate, would be separated into act one, two and three. Ooh, what's three. Okay. Tell me about it. Well, uh, act one is going to be Sid Barrett and all of the crazy Looney Tunes, Pink Floyd stuff. Okay. Um, uh, you know, I, I can't. I think that Sid Barrett was the lead singer of Pink Floyd for either three or four albums. Um, and I, I, at one point, I could rec- I could recite those to you and tell you which ones they were. I know he was on their first album, which was Piper at the Gates of Dawn. Um, but uh, um, and and you know, obviously, you're talking about Pink Floyd when you, at least lyrically, uh, you're talking about some some nonsense uh, uh, appearing in there. And then you have the Roger Waters years. Um, and that I think is where people, when people think of Pink Floyd, that's the Pink no. Floyd that they know. Right. Um, and then Roger Waters left to pursue a solo career that was not a good second act. Um, uh, and David Gilmore, I would say ably and capably took over Um but he was not Roger Waters. No, but um, he was he was very good. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um and I, I think that um but but I think that when you think of Pink Floyd, I think when most people probably think of Pink Floyd, people that would consider themselves Pink Floyd fans, um, they they think Roger Waters. Yeah, I would agree um, with that. And for me, and, I, I, I picked up in the David Gilmore years. Yeah. Um, I knew him before I knew Roger Waters. Right. I worked, I worked backwards, and I got exposed yeah. to momentary lapse of reason. Yeah. And then, yeah. oh, wait, that's not him on the wall. Yeah. I used to listen to, I think I told you, I used to listen to the wall every day uh, to go to sleep back in 1991. Huh. 
1991 fall or spring fall fall of 91 i would come back to i would go to an early morning class which was like communications and i would come back and i would listen to i would put on pink floyd the wall side to disc two uh Uh, i would just sleep to that interesting interesting my uh i i think that um my favorite pink floyd album of all time is the final cut and that's that's a roger waters album um that's not the one in 83 is it what's i had written this down what's the one they released roger waters last album was in 83 which was not a commercial success I don't. I, I. I. I'm sure I did know that at some point, but I don't know it now. No, I don't think. I think that Final Cut was eighty, eighty one. I feel like. Okay. Um. Or eighty. Um. So. Um. Yeah. It's, I. I would. I would. Uh, what. What's our time mark right now? We're at sixty five. Just about sixty five minutes. So. Okay, so I want to I want to throw one out there to, uh, and and we can either say okay this is where we open up the next time, or we can discuss it and then open up with something else next time. Okay. But uh, I really feel like that if we're going to talk about this, we have to talk about Van Halen. Uh, I was going to wait to the next one because okay. I was that's what I was going to do next. Yeah. It was absolutely because okay. that's the that's really the big one that uh yeah. that that is very controversial. Uh, yes. Depending and, on, on and I have strong feelings about that one. Yes. Okay. Yes, Be I right. And I, I, I don't. And full disclosure, I don't know Scott's Scott's feelings on that. That's um, true. And I'm, I'm not, I'm not revealing them to him before the next show. And then I have so. a very interesting. I have. I'm going to write it down, but I'm going to say I have a very interesting one that has, that's very similar to Stevie Nicks. Um, it involves a, an exist a success with an existing band, a solo career. And then a solo career thriving at the same time as the band this person is 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 thriving as well, and see if you can think about who that was. Uh, don't 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 say the answer now, and then okay. we'll get into next time. So this actually makes sense. So for our second act, we'll continue talking about second acts next week, or whenever we record next. Um, also, who never needed a second act? That's going to be really interesting because I think there are people who don't require a second act. And I have one name in mind and I'm going to ask you that when we get to that point. Now, is that, is, is, are you referencing music still? Uh, just in general, like, you know, who do you think never just. Right. But the, the name you have in mind, is this a musical? No, entity? it's not. Okay. Okay. Like for example, me, like give, the, the, the Beatles. Give me, never give me the, the uh, give me the, give me the classification of this person. Just, I'm not, I'm not going to say. But I, but I would argue, like for example, like this: the Beatles were so big and so good, they just never needed a second act. They were just Shoot. it was just that good. Period. We wanted more. Agreed, but they did change dramatically. They did. Well, it, well you're right. They they did. You could argue that the Beatles did have a, definitely a first and second act within them. But it depends again on how we're defining second act. So true. So now, right. now I'm rethinking my statement. This is why I shouldn't have brought that up out of the blue. Yeah, I've got I've got a, I've got notes written here to help, yes. to help me guide on this. That's also new for our listeners out there. We're having us having notes, some kind of notes. Yes. So, um, uh, are we uh, are we ready for our to do our 
are the one consistent thing that we always do? I'm ready for some Mike Schmidt trivia. Okay, let's see what we have here for this evening. Um, I was I had a few down here. Um, let me look this real quick. Very conscious of the dead air. Um, I'll just what sing kind, what river, kind, my old friend. What kind of glove, what brand of glove did Mike Schmidt use? Um, I want to say Wilson, but I'm going to go with Rawlings. Mm, what is it, ladies and gentlemen? It is neither of those. Uh-oh. Hold on, then. What could it be? There weren't a whole lot of choices back then. Uh, so then it would be Spalding, possibly. Uh, Franklin. Uh, Mizuno wasn't Wait a minute, what you said You said Wilson, and then you said what? Uh, I said Wilson's. I said I wanted to say Wilson, but I'm going to say... Was it Spalding? Is that what I said? Yeah, I think that's what you said. So it appears that he used two different brands, uh, but the one he was most well known for was Rawlings. Rawlings. No, that's what I said. I said I want to say I said I want to say Wilson, but I'm going to say Rawlings. That's what I said. Okay. Well, if you did say that, then you know the the podcast uh, recording will vindicate you. Absolutely. Um, but he also, it appears, used for a period a Franklin, and that's what I had. I, that's what I had as the answer. So but, Franklin was close too. Okay, I like how you yes. sowed that doubt for our listeners too. Well, if that's what you say would happen, then it'll be recorded. That's right. Sowing, sowing the seeds of doubt, cultivating doubt, ladies. For, for posterity's sake, you will be vindicated should that prove correct. <laughs> so, so we're going to start the next podcast with an apology. <laughs> No, I'm giving you credit. If that's what you said, I believe you. But I'm just saying that the podcast itself will vindicate you one way or the other. I, I believe you. I have full mm. faith that, that, that you, if you believe you said Rawlings, then I take your word for it. So I do have one. That, as we continue musically, we will definitely get into Van Halen. Think about the band that I mentioned, and I'll bring up my description in the next podcast. And also, uh, I have a band that I know you and I both like very much, where... Nobody in the band really had success in their second acts. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll continue with these thoughts and get into the entertainment genre. And maybe in between now and then, if we think of any sports or if you have any questions for us, of course, you can reach us at um, the Nexus of Pop Culture and Cherry Road at gmail.com. No, doesn't exist. Um, but try but to actually, reach us there. Try to reach us there anyway. See if you can breach the nexus. <laughs> uh, but you can reach us. You can leave us a comment on Anchor if you'd like. You can leave a comment on there about our podcast, and we'll check that and see if you have any comments for us. Yes, and our sponsors, the good good folks at the internet, are always glad to support you in that endeavor. <laughs> so, all right. So, so are we gonna? So, will we see everyone next Wednesday? Uh, we doing? Uh, I think we no, should pick no, this up. No, no, that was that was not the schedule we set upon. This is every other. Yeah. 
Okay, yeah. so we'll see. In two weeks, we'll be back with a new episode of the Nexus of Pop Culture and Cherry Road, and we will continue our questions or discussions about Second X. Indeed. Indeed. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Good night, Wisconsin. <laughs>